Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Concussions Out Podcast. I'm Nick Mercer. And I'm Erin Gilfo. Before finally talking to our guest, Blair Hennessy, we would like to thank our sponsor, Headcheck Health. Concussion Talk Podcast is presented by Headcheck Health. Headcheck Health bridges the gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. To run organizations like the Canadian Football League, Track Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on Headshake Health to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadshakeHealth.com for more. Okay, we're recording. Hopefully recording now. This is the first time I've used Zoom to record this, but it looks like it says recording. And I'm talking to Aaron and I are talking to Blair Hennessy. And Blair and I were actually supposed to meet last year before <laughs> this pandemic and maybe before the snowstorm, maybe. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a big snowstorm here in January. There's a huge snowstorm. And uh, the shut down the city for a week in January of 2020. Then in March of 2020, everything shut down across the world. So uh, it's great to have Blair found out. We're, we're supposed to meet that Quintana's, which is yeah. actually just there last night, had a single mile chicken mole, which is fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's, it's not an ad. It's not not a ad for that place, but the place that would be should be because that place is awesome. Um, but uh, Blair, so Blair Hennessy, nice to meet you finally. Finally, and uh, in person, except for on Instagram, we met and uh, you met Aaron before. Aaron's on the, the New Orleans Ranger Association. Uh, we have each other on Instagram, and I think we. I don't know if we've conversated because I've done some school projects and I've sent them to NLBIA. So I don't know if any of those were seen by you or not. I don't think I got them yet, but I'll uh, send you the new email address because I might have just gone to the wrong one. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a new one? Um, I'm not sure if all the other emails there's for last the old year. stuff are going through. Yeah. So there's new stuff that would have gone through me only in August because I started in yeah. August. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, actually, last year, I remember we were supposed to meet, but there you couldn't meet because you had a problem with your uh, concussion symptoms. And so could you tell us about your your concussion story? Because I know you have one that's fairly in-depth. 
Um, it, it's, it is quite in depth and it's quite a long story, but to keep it short, I guess. You don't need to keep it short. <laughs> short as long as long as yours you want, really. Um, so I played a lot of sports growing up, primarily hockey. And, uh, and I think I was peewee, which is now termed U13. I had a really bad concussion that set me back. I had missed half of this season. And then uh, I never really re- found baseline again for about, well, I guess it was about a year and a half. And then when I was 16, I felt fine again. And I was doing pretty well. And then I went on to join the reserves in the Canadian forces. And then uh, all was well. I finished my training. I became an infantry soldier. And then I switched from reserve force to regular force with one PPCLI in Edmonton. And in that period of time, I was just, in January 2015, actually, I sustained three concussions in uh, a very short period of time. The first one in January. And then I was put back to work too soon. Kind of pressure from my superiors to get back because the position that I was filling they deemed was essential in their mind not in mine but um I came I went back in March and then in the same week I actually had two concussions one of them was not diagnosed because I felt too guilty to tell my boss what happened and then I was shook up and then I think it was five or six days later uh, we were doing training maneuvers and I was in the back of the lab and the front of the lab went into a ditch and I was in the back in the back and then my head just like had a compression injury and then that resulted in a concussion. And the back of the lab you said? Yeah, lab. So lab is a light armor vehicle and okay. it's by uh, mechanized infantry units. So one PPCLI was a mechanized infantry well, is a mechanized infantry unit. And so we there's seven people sitting in the back and then it went up and a bunch of us went up and there's a few people who had concussions from that wow. specific uh, thing. And then that's when the persistence began. I wasn't really sure what was going on. My personality changed completely. I was angry all the time. I was having headaches all the time. I would say four out of five mornings I was waking up throwing up and I didn't know really? what was going on. And that lasted for almost five or six months. And like I was too naive and blind and stuff to know what was going on. And it wasn't until I had a really, really bad blow up and I lost, I got really angry at one of someone I shouldn't have really gotten angry at. And fortunately he didn't go the route that most people do in the military. He actually told me, he's like, you need to get this sorted out, dude. Like everyone's seeing you change. And we've noticed like this, just you're not you. And uh, I started getting help. It didn't really go the way it needed to go, unfortunately, but I think we're getting there. That's good, yeah. And then when I moved back to Newfoundland, um, I met Kim Furlong. Right, yes, they're on last year. Yeah. Yeah, last and year. She, and she's probably the best resource Newfoundland might have for ongoing concussion rehabilitation. Yeah. And, uh, I think that if I hadn't met her, I probably wouldn't be where I am right now, which is almost finishing. Well, I have like one or two intercession courses to finish and then I've applied to physio for the fall. Yeah. I saw I'll find that. out in a week. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. This will be out. Actually, this will be out after you find out. So, <clears throat> 
Hopefully it's happy it's to. Good news, then we'll find out. We'll let people know. As you said, I shouldn't say anything because that was bad news and we'll know it's bad news. So <laughs> I've kind of showed my hand there, but, uh, or show your hand there. Yeah. But, um, so what are your big, you, you did just complete on just your Memorial University of Newfoundland. You just completed your program there? Uh, so I, the way it worked for me is, so I, I did my program really slowly. Um, so I started online with like one course. And I did two courses online. I did one in person once my capabilities were increased. So I switched from kinesiology last fall. Well, I guess it's a year and a half ago. Yeah. I switched from kinesiology to therapeutic recreation so I could graduate earlier. So oh. I just been so I had to do these two intercession courses. Or th- yeah, two from May 10th to June 20th, and then I'm finished. Okay, yes. Did you mention that you had do you festival May 10th and I Started business school in the fall, but yeah, find that out later. Um, yeah. So how so how is that? How would you manage your your symptoms while doing schoolwork? That's what's very interesting to find out with you because you're doing high level courses. Yeah. So for me, to be honest, it comes from. I first off, I like to say that I'm lucky in a sense that I was in the military when all my injuries happened. Yeah, because the way I've been kind of taking care, like I haven't had everything handed to me or anything like that. Certain things have been hard to obtain, but veteran affairs for the most part has been helpful. Um, and SISUP who takes care of like some of the yeah. schooling. So like I, in 2017, I want to say it was 2017. I started back at Ron with, like I said, I did one online course and then I did another online course. And then I think I tried to do two in person or something and then i couldn't do anything i wiped myself out i was too it was too much for my brain at that time is it tired or is it sick or it was like everything and it's like uh i found like it's a lot of looking at books and it took a lot of work with like an ot physiotherapist like like i think tim like these these lenses here i'll show you um i don't know if you've probably seen them on my instagram like fl40 i've Okay, they're like, like tinted. Yeah, so they're like slightly tinted. Right. Okay. So that helps. That helps a lot. Those are really instrumental for me getting back okay. into like re- like reading screens. Just, uh, just screens. Or just screens or light in general. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think both. Um. I, like going around Mun with the fluorescent lighting. Yeah. That's something I've been like. I've harassed everybody. I can't harass at Memorial University about fluorescent lighting. But, uh, I found the same thing when I was working at the government here. Yeah. 2010, 2011, I worked at 2011, and uh, the, even the buzz, I like, noticed sometimes on the, uh, yeah. and it was the lights that just like, made me just feel like, didn't, I didn't feel like good. Yeah, no, I was complete, I was like, I, I know what you mean. It would make me nauseous because I would be hyper-focused on that one part too like i would get but this, and i look i did some research on it like when i was making my complaints and actually it's uh i think it costs nine dollars more per pack of five to have like lights that don't actually flicker at that ratio oh yeah That's, it's actually only it's not that much more expensive to have the ones that don't aren't noticeably to like the eye that flicker but anyway <laughs> that's besides the point but <laughs> Um, 
there's but there's just a lot of like adaptations and accommodations that kind of had to come into place like i like i get double time on uh when i write my exams quiet room i write on like where is it i write on like purple paper like every single piece of paper i own is purple <laughs> like okay. i think like it's just it's bet easier on my eyes for yeah. screens there's like an app called flux and that takes yeah so it takes a lot of the blue light out of your screen it it's kind of like i think it's uh, i can't remember i just like i said to you earlier like i just started the triathlon training when you're cycling they yeah. call it like the aggregation of m like minimal gains yeah like and then it becomes a lot and i think that's kind of the way school was for me because i did i got the glasses i got the accommodations i became close to my professors and I did like the gradual return, like most people don't have the like the ability to do the way I did school because of veteran affairs being yeah. so. Yeah. How did you find the going back to school and the accommodation process? Like, I know for you, you feel it's different, but if anyone else was trying to go back, what would you recommend to them? Um, for someone who's going back to school, I think the biggest thing is like, don't say like, trying to think of the best way to word it don't feel like you're any less than anyone else because you need those accommodations i guess that's the biggest thing because like at the end of the day most of the people who require the accommodations like you need them for a reason like you're not getting an unfair playing ground you're getting a fair playing ground and to be honest there's probably people who are afraid to reach out to get those accommodations and it might be someone who's listening but like it's it's there's nothing like it, it's going to help you so much like just being open and honest and allowing like like not being ashamed of what you're going through i guess and like coming back into school like, especially if it's a bit later in life you're actually going to be a better student than 90 percent of people regardless of your disposition just because how mature you are and the way you recover and the amount of management that requires to recover from concussion and like any form of mtbi really um the amount of discipline it takes to go to all those appointments like that transfers into school and knowing more about planning and pacing is gonna it's just gonna make you a better student and the professors notice it too yeah. there are a lot of good insights too like you never really think of like how that's training you to become a better student but it well, really like, is there's so much discipline to it. Like if someone, like a lot of people get a concussion and they don't know where to go, what to do and who to see. But like the person who ends up finding all those things is the person who's going to be like, I think I wouldn't say the word successful because I don't really like the word successful. Um, uh, but like, you're going to have a better outcome just because you're that type of person. Like you're going out there and you're doing what you need to do and you know what you need to be. You're, usually you're more self-aware too because you can feel what kind of symptoms i think that's kinda, important of being self-aware yeah yeah well, that's kind of i was never self-aware i think I, I that's one of the traits i gained after Certainly. 2015 definitely <laughs> same me yeah. you're doing especially when you're doing like i know because you said you were as you mentioned we mentioned it last time just before that the physio did you you must have did you find that when you, as you're going through physiotherapy or i guess we you do yoga too but was it the physical aspect that you really 
kind of kind of had to really look inside yourself to know what's going on inside your body, and then that kind of translates into inside your yeah. mind. I think what kind of helped me feel like I was becoming more self-aware was the miss medical. I don't know the word. The I I didn't have the best treatment when I was in Edmonton while I was still serving. It wasn't until Kim. And I think I became super self-aware because I was on this treatment plan path that wasn't, uh, and I just, I was like, this isn't what I'm feeling. This isn't what I'm doing. And I used to just write in a journal. So I had it logged because I couldn't, at that point, my memory was so bad that, and I think the actual like introspection of writing things down and analyzing it, like maybe more self-aware. And then when I started seeing Kim here, like, it, it all kind of like started clicking and then like it would be very much like how how do you feel on this day what did this make you feel and when I started doing like the sub threshold like exercise and stuff like that with Kim like that kind of made makes you be self become self-aware because like you're at like 120 beats per minute and like you know you kind of got to know is this going to be too much is this going to be too little and then you kind of got to did I sleep well enough last night to go above yeah. that? Or it's not yeah. the same every day. Yeah, it it is dynamic. Yeah, it changes every single day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. So when did you, when, sorry, I don't know if Aaron wanted to say something, but uh, when did you... When did you start with Kim? Because we had I came on this program last April or May. We we're talking about we we're hoping for the summer that there's no cycling in the summer, but yeah, yeah summer was really you know, not happening. 
Kim or Kim's one of the busiest people I think I know. Yeah, no. Um, I think it, I I want to say it was October of 2018. I, know. I could be wrong, but I want to say it was October 2018. So I, I released from the military May 2018. Okay. And so, yeah, that's when I met her. And like when I first, I remember going into NL Balance and Dizziness and like I used to need like a weighted blanket. They're great. Like the, everything's closed down like they had the lights off like no noise they used to turn the music off for everyone else and yeah. i was like i was hypersensitive to everything right. like, i was in i was in tough place and uh yeah i give a lot of credit to kim and uh everyone in there for i'm not recovered or anything i'm probably on a scale of one to ten i'm a 7.8 that's what i, <laughs> I don't know how that. <laughs> but that's pretty good compared to <laughs> where I went in there. Yeah, no, I was, I was in there. I've been in there a few times, but like, it started to, after I was injured in 03, so it started to put a lot later than that. And, uh, but the first few times I went to see Kim and my physio, Jane Shears. I yeah. you know Jane Shears, but she was yeah. my physio and I was injured in the whole forest when I had to start with her. I started with Elizabeth Grant Snedden before that, who was yeah. also an awesome physio at the Miller, Miller, Miller Sorry, Miller Center. Yeah. And uh and then Jane Shears at the uh Miller Center outpatient and Penny Power Penny Power and mm. uh at the outpatient and Jane Shears at the, the hospital. But uh yeah, I did I saw Kim obviously a few times as well as as well as Jane. But uh so what she what other size do you normally without getting into too too, too much too invasive your privacy, but what type of exercise did you exercise that did you do with Kim? Um, well, initially it was what didn't look like a whole lot. Um, I had had an ongoing knee problems as well, so I started kind of started out on like a recumbent bike. Yeah, we did the Buffalo treadmill test, and like it didn't look too pretty, so we decided to just do our own thing really, and the recumbent bike was fine. And then I had my knee surgery a year later. And then through that, um, I started biking more for rehabilitation and then graduated to cycling on a stationary cycle. And then uh, I started walking a bit more, like I got out with the dog more and a lot of my balance was starting to come back. So we started doing like, like bombs, like the vestibular ocular motor system, like visual training. That helped me a lot. I used to like when things would pass my field of view like that and like this, I would be in, I would get stomach sick and sometimes vomit. And now like this, this doesn't bother me, but it's things going. Yeah. Like things going one way this way, like scrolling Netflix. Like if you're looking for things, like I'll get, I'll still get stomach sick. So I need to work on that still. Watch less Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I I find myself listening more than watching. I think yeah. it's kind of hard to watch TV, especially hockey. I'm a big hockey fan. Oh yeah, it's all like I'm more of a I'm more of a listener than a watcher. Really? Do you watch like tennis at all? No, I wouldn't be able to do that one. No, because <laughs> well, yeah, I think anyone would be dizzy watching that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, we carried on with that and things graduated. Like I had, I was kind of plateaued at about a, 
I increased my threshold to like 145. I was kind of plateaued there. And then this last year, I don't know what the heck happened. Like I bought a bicycle last fall when the lockdown happened. I don't know if it was the combination of just the endurance because I would go for longer at the lower, but I've kind of managed to increase my threshold. Now I'm at, for exercise, I'm at about 160 beats per minute. And so I've started that triathlon stuff. And nice. we'll see where that goes. How's so that far, going? We're... Pardon? How's that going? Triathlon training. I, I, well, I have a coach now. I'm not sure if you're familiar okay. with Will Duggan. I don't know triathlon here, but I know a few people. I know people who do it here. But I yeah. just did a few in Victoria. In BC, yeah. doing anything in here. Yeah, well, I got a coach and his wife's actually, or I don't know if it's wife or girlfriend or fiance, I'm not sure. She's a physiotherapist, so I'm not sure if they collaborate or not. But That's what you mean? Yeah, so um, he's everything's kind of been really intuitive. Like, I didn't think that I would be able to train for anything anytime soon, but all my workouts are planned and it's, it keeps me under the threshold I need to be under. And I haven't had, Perfect. I would argue that it's helped me. Yeah progress my own recovery more so than it's debilitated any because i haven't hit that threshold really other than test days right and the test days the two days later i'm not really doing anything i'm able to recover the way i need to recover so it's kind of it's it's been i would i think it's been helpful if anything do you find your balance on the bike because that's one that's one reasons i didn't get back on the bike because my balance be maybe over my side in two seconds so when I first bought the bike last year, I spent the first two months only on the trailway for, for people who don't know what that is. It's just a gravel path. And I wasn't going very fast. Um, and I, I've, I, I, I was, I don't know if it was my balance. I think it might've been recovered. It might've been my confidence, but I it, like, I don't know. Like, I guess there's no way of knowing if it was one or the other, but as I got more confident, but now that I've got the triathlon bike and I've been trying to ride that outdoors, it's definitely my balance. And I can only really like Windsor Lake here is kind of one of the only places you can ride. And there's also like this massive crosswind. So I've kind of, yeah. So I'm trying to get used to that. It's going to take some gradual exposure to it, but I think my balance is at a point where through those exercises with Kim and I do ongoing, like I do strength training with balance incorporated in it. Oh yeah. Nice. So like, yeah. So like just do like, not, it's not super strong. Like I'm not lifting a ton of weight. No, I just, a lot of it's just making sure that the, the balance is there. And I found that's kind of been helpful for keeping my balance on the bike. Um, in terms of going through this and like your training and all that and wanting to go into physiotherapy, like, do you think your concussion was truly the inspiration for that? Could you have seen yourself ever going into this field otherwise? Well, when, when I was a kid, I don't know, I was like, I was probably five and six. And I used to always tell my parents I wanted to uh, play hockey in college and be a physiotherapist. And then that disappeared at like nine years old. And I want to be an army guy. And so that kind of went down the back burner as an eight year old. I forgot about it, I guess. And uh, when, 
when I had these concussions and this kind of turn, like that's, that's all I wanted to be. And it's kind of like, that's my main prerogative since I finished. It was the mistreatment of my concussion. It wasn't the concussion itself. It was just like, I saw a physiotherapist a day later. He had no idea what to do, what to tell me. He was like, no offense to the guy, but it was just the, the, I'm not even going to get into it. Um, He didn't know what he was doing. The medical team didn't understand what they were doing. My bosses didn't understand what they were doing. No one knew what was going on. And then in my head, it's like, I'm not the the only one experiencing this. And then I figure coming from a position of someone who dealt with hockey concussions and then military concussions and the persistent side of things like it's a different lens because a lot of people can experience concussion i experience the persistence and the lingering symptoms and i think that's a lens that's required in physiotherapy because like like i'm not gonna like molly and natasha i'm not gonna go into anything else other than that but with working with them like as like i'm not gonna try to say but like working with them has kind of been I've seen that concussion lasts and presents in so many ways. And unless you've really had the persistence, you don't get it. Cause like, it can just look like just do more, just why aren't you doing this? Why? But like, there's just so much more to it that there needs to be more people in the field who just get it. Yeah. And it's interesting that it's has to be like a specialization too. Like you would think that would be intimately involved when you're learning it about it, but there is like, concussion specific courses to train these professionals further yeah and one of the weird things about concussion courses for like your ceus Mm -hmm. is that it's not really regulated the way it needs to be so there's a lot of people out there spitting a lot of words at you (laughs) and they sound real fancy but some of them aren't necessarily they're you see, and like you, know, you stick your stick in neuro, neuro in front of word, and it's like all of a sudden that's like some big target word. Yeah, and like, like is is there a problem? Like, and their program might not even be fully like, like I don't know. I think there's a lot of miscommunication on the what's what, and there there's a lot of people that know persistent symptoms are affecting people, and they're looking to profit too. So. That's a whole topic for another time, but hey, that's your Instagram post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I think that uh, the more the more awareness that occurs, and like the more people listen and talk, like you folks are doing, the better it is for the whole. As like especially there, like there's a lot of concussion clinics that have a six hour CEU as their accreditation. Yeah. And that's just simply not enough. And it, that, that doesn't qualify in my opinion, that doesn't qualify you as a concussion clinic, like having people like at NL balance and dizziness that quantifies it. That's the years part. of experience. Yeah. That's a high bar. And then, but you have other clinics that do like, yeah. I'm not going to name names, but there's just, accreditations that need to be more stringent than they are. You, sorry, 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 Aaron, did you, okay, uh, did, 
Is there any one exercise or one activity you did it in Alvance with Kim or with anyone that was like that you noticed that was the most important for you or you felt the high the most? I think like the vestibular ocular motor stuff and like the vision training was the most helpful. So behind me here, like on these this wall, yeah, it used to be like post-it notes literally everywhere. And like oh. all these like little like maps. And uh, I only put them up occasionally now. Like I do them once every two weeks. But uh, I used to, so I'd be doing school. And before I do school, I'd be doing like the, the like cicades on the screen and I like all those. And then I'd have that behind me. And I can't remember for the life of me what it was called. But it was just like you look at the one o'clock, look back at the X and you wouldn't move your head. But then the next time you do it, you move your head and keep your eyes centered. And it was just, I couldn't look at anything. I was, I was getting dizzy from everything <laughs> until I started doing those. So I would argue that's probably been the most beneficial for my you know, like specific. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, of course, somebody else would be something totally different because the conditions are so unique. Yeah, yeah. precisely. But uh, uh, and for the aerobic side of things, I would say like the bike, the bicycle, like whether it was a recumbent bike, a stationary bike, or like now on a road bike and stuff, that's been the best. <laughs> yeah. Do you, is there like, I know it's, I didn't need to cut off Aaron, but uh, back to triathlon, I'm jumping over place here, but like, is there one, I assume running was probably your, your forte because you were in the military um i don't know if running was ever my forte it's uh so when it comes to running i was i don't i don't i didn't know a whole lot about it like i ran a lot in the military don't get me wrong yeah, yeah. but uh i was never really the fastest no. i was i kept up yeah like i was never last i was always like the second or third person but I didn't know how to run. I still don't know how to run. I'm waiting to, for COVID to end to get a proper coach. Maybe when I go for physio school, if I get in, yeah. I'll find one. But uh, that's that was the hardest one for me to get yeah. into post-concussion. Like here, it was only July last year that I started that. Like I did a few runs and that flared my symptoms up in May or March last year. And uh, I was kind of flared myself up pretty good. And I kind of had to start walk running. And now I'm getting, I'm getting, getting better. I'm starting to get faster. I'm starting to go for longer. But swimming has been the best one for me. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm swimming in about an hour, hour and a bit in the pool. That kind of, so yeah. if you're yeah. heading there and then I'll see you there. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I was actually funny because I was looking into like how swimming helped you like because like there's like the diving reflex which yeah hits your like when your vagus nerve is stimulated in a certain way that could actually activate your parasympathetic and I, I've, I've been like wondering how much that's been able to help me with my school because like I'll be I'd go swim and I'd be doing school afterwards and all of a sudden I was having more ability to like like I was I was doing real good. Like I was able yeah. to like type for like a while. And like, so I always wondered when I started that last August, has that been a factor? Because like, it's so calming and uh, yeah, it's be a curious case study. I think it's relatively low impact too, like swimming. 
yeah. when you're doing it, even though you're working out all of you, like it's still not as harsh on your body as running or cycling or any of that. So. No. It's like recovery. But what I found for me is that the, because you you were saying bounce was an issue and of course there's no bounce needed in the pool. So that's like, you can be kind of free. That's why I I always felt because I I was a a swimmer, I played a bar pool. So it wasn't really a swimmer, swimmer, but I I was a good swimmer. But uh, so I just felt so free just to be in the water and no restrictions on bounce or or, or you're going to fall and break an ankle or yeah. Yeah. Don't, I think I'm, I, I haven't had an opportunity to do a whole lot of open water swimming, but uh, well, you're welcome. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll be out. I'll, I'd say I'll be out more than I should be. My coach yeah. will be trying to reel me in. <laughs> we, go, we go out like at six in the morning, yeah, to sunshine camp. So if you're up for it, yeah. let me know, and uh, we'll definitely conclude our group and our group of. Yeah. Four or five, maybe four, but it's so much it feels you feel great yeah. after swim, morning swim outdoors. Yeah. And uh, actually, looks so like I got uh, just a few minutes left in my in the Zoom call that we're on now. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see that remaining time. Yeah. You can see it? Okay. Yeah. So, you, so you're all aware. I know it's the first time using Zoom, <laughs> but I may just stick to Zoom because. Everyone knows Zoom, and few people have no people have Skype. So, if this works out well, then uh, this will be my first Zoom podcast. Which, uh, I mean, I'm not sure where the recording goes, but uh, I'm sure it's it's online. So, I'll find it. And it's, it's there somewhere. I mean, that, that's only no doubt. So, uh, yeah. And uh, Aaron, did you have anything anything else you wanted to ask, Claire? No, thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of good insight, just so many perspectives that you've brought, either military, school, and now trying to continue education. It's amazing. So fingers crossed for you for getting in. And yeah, hopefully I'll see you on Instagram anyways. Did you want to let everyone listening know as well, like where they can find you if they want to? Yeah, so my Instagram is kind of hard to like say but it's i'm at blair dot matthew but there's no e in the matthew and <laughs> i, I know, never noticed that i just <laughs> well, most people don't and then uh i think the only really message i kind of have for people is like just know that like whenever you're experiencing like it's there and it's real whether or not you've had a practitioner or a clinician validate what you're going through the chances are it's been going on for that long. There's something that can be treated and it will be treated if you can find the right resources for yourself. And with that, we shout out to Kim Verlong, Jane Spears, <laughs> and Natasha Wilch, and Molly Parker. There have been Natasha and Molly in BC, but Jen and Kim are here in St. Yeah. John Duplin and Labrador. And, uh, yeah, so uh, thank you so much, Blair, Matthew, Matthew that know yeah. you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, well, thank you so much for being doing going on this podcast. And I mean, this year I got well. Hopefully, the Zoom thing be the first Zoom podcast. Or yeah, so yeah. thanks for having me. I'm more than more than happy to come back anytime. Thanks.
Music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. www.bensound.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.